Hi, and welcome to the fifth episode of the Ernie Els Bunker Podcast, Bunker Shot Podcast, excuse me. Uh, we're doing, this is the first AFC uh, division that we're kicking off with the AFC West. And to recap the standings last year, Chiefs were an impressive 14-2, and two, ended up losing in the Super Bowl to the Bucs. Uh, Raiders were 8-8, eight and eight, did not make playoffs. Chargers 7-9, and nine, Broncos 5-11. and 11. Uh, And as always, we rank the quarterbacks in the division. Uh, pretty clear-cut favorite. You have Pat Mahomes as one. Uh, I actually have, and, and keep in mind, this is where I think um, kind of keeping more of where they are right now and how they performed last year. And then I have Carr at second, Herbert at three, although I anticipate him to jump Carr and be closer to Mahomes after the season. And then, I mean, Teddy last or Locke doesn't really matter, but Teddy is a starter, so that's that's how I have it ranked. Yep, I'm uh, I'm on the same page there. I think obviously Patrick Mahomes number one, probably probably number one in the NFL. Uh, for going that far, uh, yeah, Derek Carr. I think he's I think he you know gets a bad rap. I think he's a pretty good quarterback overall. Uh, just doesn't have this this ceiling that some other guys do. Um, and speaking of ceilings, I think Justin Herbert, uh, who I have ranked three, has a has a much higher ceiling, and I expect he'll take some steps forward this year. So definitely looking forward to see that. And then, yeah, uh, Bridgewater slash Lock definitely in the four spot. Um, yeah, I as a Panthers fan, I watched Teddy Bridgewater last year. He was not not too impressive. Um, so yeah, he's uh, he's in this four spot for me. So. Same uh, same page there. <laughs> All right, so we'll uh, we'll start with the Chiefs. And one thing that kind of just stood out to me, like when when I went back and looked at the the division standings last year, they they were fourteen and two. Um, for some reason, I kind of just like expected like a like more of a twelve and four, but to have a fourteen and two season, losing the Super Bowl, so they were they were cooking uh, for most of the season. Um, the losses came from Chargers. So it's really not unheard of for teams to play tough within the division. Um, so just going through the games too, of like the, the Chiefs just outscore you, uh, which which is fine. That that's definitely a recipe for a success in the NFL. Uh, and and just the offense is just so reliable; they're able to control the clock, and you're able to rely on them to kind of come down the field. Uh, all for that last two minutes of a game and put points on the board to win. Uh, a lot of the issues I think they're going to have is, well, for example, when when they were losing or having very close games last year, uh, the team itself just had very low pass block ratings, uh, meaning Pat Mahomes was just under pressure the entire time. Uh, and teams that were able to do that are, are Chargers Week 2, uh, where they only won by three. Uh, Bucks Week 12, where they won by three. Broncos Week 13, they won by six. Saints Week 15, won by three. Chargers Week 17, lost by 17, although Pat Mahomes was probably benched. A lot of the stars weren't benched. We could probably throw that out. Uh, then finally, the Bucks. Uh, and and this was just the absolute worst pass block rating they've they had all season was in the Super Bowl, and the Bucks figured it out and they ended up losing to the Buccaneers by 22. Uh, so I kind of I'll throw this question out there now and and pause here. Um, and I'm, John, I know you've brought this up before. Uh, so is a blueprint out there to stop 
Mahomes, um, with, mainly with pass rush and, and coverage. Yeah, that's uh, that's the ultimate question, really, for for this year and probably the next ten years in the NFL. I think that you know to, to kind of hedge, I'd say yes and no. I think that you know the Bucks did did provide a blueprint in just getting constant pressure on Mahomes, making him uncomfortable, getting him out of the pocket, and just forcing him to you know chuck up prayers, really, which was what he was doing. Um, but the caveat is that the Bucks had one of the you know, most explosive defenses, um, you know, definitely a, a really good front seven with, uh, with JPP, um, you know, and there are other pass rushers there. So, you know, not every team has that personnel to be able to force them to do that. Um, the one thing that will be interesting to look at this year is the chiefs, they kind of revamped their offensive line. So in the super bowl, they kind of dealt with some injuries. So I think Eric Fisher, who was their starting left tackle last year, tore his Achilles. I believe it was in the championship game. So that was obviously a big blow. Um, and their starting right tackle last year, Mitchell Schwartz, he missed a lot of the season with um, with some back issues. I think – I don't know that he's even in the NFL anymore, but he's not on the Chiefs. So, um, you know, this year they went ahead and, and they traded their first-round pick this year um, to the Ravens to get Orlando Brown Jr., who's an offensive tackle. He was kind of – He's a he's a young guy too, but really big dude. He was unhappy in uh, in Baltimore. He wanted to he wanted to play and be paid like a left tackle. So the Chiefs the Chiefs made a trade for him. So you know I expect that he'll he'll be able to anchor that that left side. Um, they also got Joe Thune, um from the Patriots, who's a left guard. Um, but then they do have some rookies starting on uh, on the right side, at least projected to um, with uh, with Trey Smith. Um, and then with uh, there's another rookie guard they have in there as well. So um, you know it'll be interesting to see this year how that holds up and and if it takes time to gel um, at the beginning of the season because you know if they get if they get out to a slow start, especially with the Super Bowl losing uh, curse as well, um, you know there could be some firepower in the division that uh, you know might make their season a little tricky. Yep. Yeah, and I think to kind of answer my own question, the. Uh, the, the blueprint is out there, but at the same time, I think it's really a team effort. Uh, what I mean by that is I think you need to have a competent offense out there too. Uh, in addition to a defense that, that generates pressure because um, you need to have that offense producing, uh, taking time off the clock, uh, which in turn keeps Mahomes off the field. Um, and if they're just not able to score somewhat consistently, then it kind of puts Mahomes behind. And I think that's when they really, uh, start getting exposed and, and become beatable. Um, if they're playing from ahead, it, it's so hard to come back on the Chiefs, even even with a defense that's not great. It's just you keep turning the ball over to Mahomes, and he's able to just chew up clock, get him into field goal range, or score a touchdown. So, again, I think it's it's going to be a good team, but I don't see them winning 14 games. Um the uh, they have a lot of a lot of t- weapons on offense with with Kelsey, uh, and just fun fact when you put in tight ends and receivers and PFF's wide receiver ratings, uh, Kelsey's actually number one. Uh, you have Tyreek Hill, uh, McKeel Hardman, just another speed guy stretches the field. Uh, Pringle, one of the greatest last names, and uh, one piece that's missing will be Sammy Watkins. Not that he was that vital to the offense, but he was kind of a different build 
than Hill, uh, Hardman, and Pringle. So although I don't anticipate that being too big of an impact, um, we'll, we'll see how they function without. And yeah, yeah, Mitchell Schwartz gone, Eric Fisher, the tackle, he's on the Colts now. Um, Austin Ryder, the center, uh, he's gone as well. I'm not sure where he's at, but that's that's huge. They got a lot of O-line movement, a lot of O-line shuffling. So uh, we'll, we'll really see how that plays out. Um, defensively, I, I don't really have them uh, above average or probably around average. Chris Jones, he, he was actually one of the bright spots, big big in the pass rush. Tyron Matthew, he's an exciting safety to watch, uh, but really nothing too much to get excited for. I think they're average at best. Uh, yeah. I don't, do you have anything to add, John? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, that that's a, I think it's going to be really interesting psychologically to see how they bounce back. Um, you know, obviously two years ago when they won the Super Bowl, you know, it's, it's a lot easier to come back with that, you know, that, that positive mindset. You won the Super Bowl, you're ready to get back out there rather than, you know, losing, um, you know, wondering, you know, kind of second guessing yourself. Are we good enough? Do we make a lot of offseason moves? And if you look back, like historically, the Super Bowl loser the previous year um, has has not had a very successful um, season the year after, um, you know, going going back to Super Bowl, uh, I guess two Super Bowls ago where the Chiefs beat the 49ers. You know, the next year the Chiefs were back in the Super Bowl, obviously. But then the 49ers, um, you know, they obviously injuries played a part, but, you know, they they weren't even a playoff team last year. I think they had five or six wins. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting. I don't think, you know, the Super Bowl loser is always a good team. So, you know, you don't expect them to take a step back. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. But, you know, personnel-wise, I think that, yeah, the defense is uh, – you know, they're an opportunistic defense. They're not the most talented defense in the world, but they have pieces. Chris Jones is a beast inside. They got uh, Jaron Reed from the um, from the Seahawks defensive tackle. That's a good addition. Um, yeah, Tyron Matthew and Juan Thornhill at safety. Um, you know, good good playmaking safeties back there. Um, you know, the one thing that, that concerns me a little with them is that I don't think they have, you know, you mentioned Sammy Watkins. He isn't not a superstar receiver, but he was a good depth piece and a good reliable receiver. Um, you know, I think that, you know, hopefully injuries don't happen, but if like Tyreek Hill or Kelsey were to go down, you know, I wonder how deep the team really is, you know, cause if you take out, you know, just say Tyreek Hill misses a couple games, um, you know, you have Michael Harmon and, and Byron Pringle as your starting wide receivers. Um, you know, so then that gives you the opportunity to maybe double Kelsey and then, you know, I don't know. Is that offense as explosive? I mean, obviously Mahomes is is good for uh, you know making making things happen, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I think too. Just to that point, Kelsey. If Kelsey goes down, I think that's a bigger hit than if Hill were to go down. I think Hill's uh, his spot's able to be kind of filled by Hardman. Um, a little, they don't have anything like Kelsey. Yeah, and, if he were to Kelsey's, go down, they he's they got nothing. Yeah, and Kelsey's 31 years old, which I didn't yeah. realize until I looked it up, which is actually only a year younger than uh, than Rob Gronkowski, which is kind of hard to believe. Oh wow! Um, but yeah, so he's no uh, he's no spring chicken anymore. 
but yeah, he is, uh, he's absolutely uh, probably the biggest key to their offense other than Patrick Mahomes, he, just the matchup problems he creates, you know, you can't guard him with a can't guard him with a linebacker. He's too big for corners. So it's really a, uh, really a matchup nightmare. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I agreed. And I kind of, we're kind of on the same page here. I, I expect a little regression in the offense. Uh, the defense is probably going to be about the same for me. Uh, I don't see them coming anywhere near 14 wins. It's, it's going to be a team, as long as you have Mahomes on the field, yeah, sure, you have a chance to win. Uh, I just think that blueprint's out there, and I think a lot of more teams are going to get to Mahomes. And, we'll, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens. But uh, minus tw- 290 to win the division, which is just at- insane to me. Um, all that does is really create betting opportunities for these other teams. And we'll get to it in a second. I'm not coming. I don't want any part of that minus 290. That is just absurd. Uh, the I'm more looking at the alternate win totals. Um, I'm considering playing under 11 and a half plus 130, under 10 and a half plus 250, under nine and a half plus 460. Um, I, I really do see this team kind of stepping, taking a step back. Um, Nine and a half is obviously very aggressive, but for maybe maybe kind of like a cascading unit play where you do a 0.5 at 11 and a half, 0.25 at 10 and a half, 0.25 at nine and a half, um, it, it's definitely an option for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we're on the same page with the Chiefs. I think they'll bit win-wise. I mean, obviously with 14 wins, it's hard to, it's hard to really uh, maintain or improve on that, but – you know, I think they got a few tough games in their schedule. You know, they finished first place, so they'll go oh, first yep. place, uh, first place teams. Um, so I think you know, there's definitely some more some tougher games, which will lead to uh, a little bit of regression. I, you know, I think overall, I think they're going to finish around 11 or 12 wins with the 17 game schedule. Um, but yeah, none of those plays I, I really like. Um, for me, I think you know the the cascading uh, the cascading unit bet um, is an interesting one. Minus minus two ninety to win the division, definitely not going to touch that. Um, I don't like betting any kind of favorites like that for uh, long term plays. You know, just injuries just happen so frequently in the NFL. I just I wouldn't touch that. Yeah, and that only to that point too. Like it just kind of only supports the under. Uh, it's, like we said, I think this team is really an injury away from being a 500 team. Like if Kelsey were to go down, obviously Mahomes. If Mahomes goes down, they're, oh, I, I, that could be really, really ugly for them. Um, but even Kelsey Hill, uh, even maybe even just like a depth guy, and you could just drop a win or two, and that could be uh, the difference of your, your bet hitting or not. So uh, I think it's much safer to side with the under with the Chiefs for this season. Uh, and, and also, you brought up a great point. That their schedule, if you run through their schedule, they have so many tough games, so many tough opponents. Um, on, and on top of that, just inside the division, uh, Raiders, Chiefs, or Raiders, Chargers, Broncos, all are getting better. And they're, none of those games are going to be easy. So I, I just think that really supports an under here. Um, but yeah, I, I think you're pretty much in line with me. I'm a little more aggressive on the under, but other than that, Share the same opinion. Uh, ready to move on to the Raiders? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So Raiders, uh, <laughs> it's always interesting. Derek Carr, just not – you never think he's that great. But then looking back on the season, he was actually ranked eighth uh, for quarterbacks on uh, PFF's rankings. 
and you kind of go through the pieces on the offense and it's structured similar to, similarly to the Chiefs where you have uh, like one one or two one star receiver and then some just reliable guys and then an amazing tight end uh, and Darren Waller and then Ruggs is brand new Edwards Hunter Renfro um, and Waller I think I mentioned this on the call for uh, he's number three for receivers uh, when you consider tight ends and receivers so uh, one of the more talented guys on the field on both sides of the ball just a freak of nature super athletic I, I, how tall is he like six eight he's like uh, I think he's like six six or six seven, which okay, is okay. big even for a tight end, and he runs and like a four four. He's one of the fa- yeah, he's one there. of the fastest guys out there. Yeah, exactly. So like you have a little corner trying to guard him, size he's going to have an advantage. You have a linebacker guard him, speed he's going to have the advantage. Um, so yeah, he's he's a huge part to that offense, uh, which kind of begs the question of why aren't they better, and. For me, it really comes down to John Gruden being a knucklehead and not calling the right plays. Uh, so everyone's able to see that running the ball in the first down isn't necessarily the most advantageous thing to do anymore. And the Raiders run the ball 58% of the time, which I think was um, third highest among the NFL last year. Uh, so I think a lot of their play calling just kind of sets them back. Um in the games they were able to win, their rushing ratings were very high, meaning that they were able to establish the run, were able to stick to the game plan. But majority of the games, teams were able to scheme it. They were able to just stop the run, and the whole thing falls apart at that point. Uh, then, then they're playing from behind by like two scores, and you have Derek Carr out there just heaving the ball up. Um, now I'll kind of pause there. So that's kind of. That's well. That's the offense for me. I don't know, John. You can add in. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's good. Um, good analysis. I think they have a ton of weapons, and we were also talking about this before on the call. But um, you know, they also kind of remind us of the Cowboys, where you know have a pretty pretty yeah. good quarterback yeah. in there with just surrounded by a ton of offensive weapons. So you know, you got Rugs, and and they got John Brown from the Bills. So that's a ton of speed right there. Brian Edwards is another young receiver. So I think the key for that offense is going to be those receivers, those young guys, second, third year guys, try, you know, really taking a step forward this year, um, you know, and that I think that'll allow Carr to flourish more. Um, you know, Josh Jacobs is a really, he's a really good running back. They have a pretty solid offensive line. They added um, Alex Leatherwood, um, an offensive tackle out of Alabama in the first round. So expect him to jump in at right tackle for them. Um, draft wise, they, they drafted, uh, Trevon Merrig, a safety out of TCU in the second round. He was, uh, he was one of the top rated safeties on the board. So he should, uh, be able to add some, some impact to that defense, which, uh, speaking of that defense, it was bottom five in, uh, in points allowed last year. Um, despite being eight and eight, they were, uh, their, their window for or their point differential was about minus 50 or minus 60. So, um, you know, even though they were eight and eight, they they did not um, you know cover. Um, so you know that I could see them regressing a little bit based off of that. But yeah, they're they're a really interesting team to me because offensively, there's not a lot of holes. Um, and I think their offense could definitely win games for them. I think it's just going to be whether the defense can take a step forward. 
Um, you know, additions, they added uh, Casey Hayward um, from the Chargers, a cornerback, um, and Yannick Ngakwe, I probably butchered that name, but the defensive end um, formerly in, in Minnesota and Baltimore um, to add a little bit of impact. But, yeah, I think the defense is really going to be the biggest question mark for me this year. Um, any thoughts on that? Yeah, that's what I wrote down here. I, I, For them to win games, the recipe is they're going to need to score more than 30 points. Uh, it, it's pretty it, – it's as simple as that. I, the, I don't really see the defense stepping up. I just think they're going to be bottom half of the league. Um, but, yeah, that that's kind of where I have them. And, again, I think what's holding them back, they could have the most talented offense in the world. I, if the play call is not right, you're not going to win games in the NFL. So I think Gruden's a big part of that. And it, it's easily changed, but – he has yet to do it, so I don't anticipate that happening this season. Oop, uh, and gotta... I, it's going to be more of the same, where you just go out there and try to establish the run, and and uh, it's just not going to work. Yeah, he's trying to he's trying to rebuild his uh, his Super Bowl team from uh, the two thousand two yeah. with uh, with Tampa yep. Bay, but you know the the NFL's really advanced um, and, and modernized now, so. You know, he's I would imagine he's not a big, uh, big analytics guy, not, you know, not realizing that, you know, pass plays have a higher EPA um, than rush plays. He's just trying to trying to run it down teams throats. Um, you know, he has a good back, but it's just not it's just not really the formula to win in today's NFL. Yep. Yeah. No, so, I 100 percent agree, because like if you take Gruden and just hypothetically you stick him on a team. Uh, who, who, what, what team has a good offense? Oh, okay, let's use the Chiefs. You take him and put him on the Chiefs. I think that offense is just immediately downgraded. And then, you, for example, you bring in like Sean McVay into the Raiders, then you're looking at a very high-powered offense, in my opinion. I, I really think they're just that close to being very good. Yeah. And Gruden is what's holding them back. I, w- I would love to see a, a pat, you know, a passing-minded, creative uh, coach coaching up the Raiders right now with, uh, yes. with the talent they have around, like a McVeigh, yep. a Kyle Shanahan, that that kind of vein. Um, exactly. I think they could have a top five offense, but you know, I think, you know, Gruden's got that huge contract too, so he's probably not going anywhere at least for a couple of years. So. Yep. Yeah, I think they're just going to be stuck at this like 500 football, uh, yep. and it's a shame because they do have talent. Yeah, I think um, they'll be. I think it'll be a fun team to watch this year. Um, I think you'll see a lot of electric plays on offense, and I think yep. they'll be in a lot of shootouts. And it's just going to be whether or not they can, they can, uh, you know, win win more of those games than not. Yeah, and just kind of, uh, well, we'll go over this when we look at the weekly, uh, weekly lines. But Chiefs, I think their opponents, the opponents spread. There's going to be a lot of opportunity there. Uh, Raiders, I noted <laughs> a lot of over-unders, mainly the over, I think is going to be hitting with these Raiders games. But we'll we'll get into that a little more when we uh, dive into the weeklies. Um, that being said, uh, I have them as the Raiders as a seven-win team. Uh, the win total set at eight. So I don't really see too much value uh, them winning nine games could see him winning six i i just don't it, it's just not worth a risk there uh, to win the division they're 17 to one it's probably about right i i want no part in that just because i would rather have any of the other three teams in the division um so that's n- no bets for me yeah 
Yeah, same with me. I I have I have six to seven written down, but I could also see if the you know if their offense you know can click and their defense improves a little, I could see them getting eight nine wins. So you know I don't I don't like a win total bet there. Um, yeah, if this were a different division, I might I might put you know put a little bit for them to win the division at those odds, but. I think there's just there's just way too much depth, and I think these teams are going to beat each other up in this division. So I don't think it's worth uh, worth wasting your money on the on the Raiders to win the division. So nothing for me. All right, moving on, uh, Chargers. Uh, it, it's not a question that Justin Herbert is a big piece in the offense, and his progression is going to really dictate how this team performs. Uh, just to go over what he did last year, he was 14th overall for quarterbacks on PFFF. Uh, it's It was his rookie year. Uh, 12th overall when passing over 20-plus yards. 12th in play action when running the play action. He was 12th rated. Um, and this is an interesting one. When under pressure, he's actually rated the number one quarterback in all the NFL, next best is Pat Mahomes. Uh, so I really, really, really like what I saw in year one from Justin Herbert. Um, and I envision him uh, improving in his second year. Uh, he has all the weapons around him to do so. I, I think he, Eckler at running back, who's a great receiver as well. Uh, Keenan Allen is a good number one. Mike Williams, solid number two. And Jared Cook the tight end and John, I know you kind of mentioned there's a lack of depth in receiver, but I don't think that'll really hold him back too much. Um, and one of the big things last year and probably helped him be number one under pressure is because the O-line was terrible uh, and he was always running for his life. Um, they went out and they drafted Rashawn Slater from Northwestern 13th overall. Love that. They got Matt Feeler from Pittsburgh, a left guard. Love that. Corey Lindsley from Green Bay, the center. Love it. Uh, oh, oh, boy. Ode Abushi, a right guard. Uh, Brian Beluga, a veteran from Green Bay, um, two years ago. Had one of his worst years last year on the Chargers. I assume that was probably just more of a product of the, <laughs> the O-line as a whole being bad, and he kind of fell victim to that. Um, but what this is telling me is the coaching staff or the general manager was able to see what was wrong in 2020, excuse me, and went out and addressed it and improved that O-line drastically. So I'm, I'm a huge Chargers fan this year. I, I love them. Um, John, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of pause there before we get into the defense. Yeah, for you to comment. Yep. That's that's a great point. I think the I think a huge key that a lot of organizations, you know, neglect with their young quarterbacks is to to build an offensive line around them. I think that's crucial um early on in in their development. Um and really even, you know, once they once they establish themselves. But yeah, despite their pretty poor offensive line play, Justin Herbert had a great year last year. Um you know, one of the knocks I believe on him coming out of college was how he did um under pressure and, you know, the number one ranked quarterback with pressure really, really kind of shuts down a lot of those uh, detractors for him. Um, yeah. And they got, you, you mentioned Rashawn Slater out of uh, Northwestern. He's a really, 
really pro-ready tackle um, from all accounts. You know, he and he and Penny Sewell were the two, you know, the consensus top two tackles, but he he's regarded as, more, um, you know, more technically sound. So I think he'll be able to step in there from day one and really do a good job protecting uh, protecting Herbert's blind side. Um, yeah, the only the only thing offensively is a little bit of lack of depth behind Keenan Allen. I think Keenan Allen's a really good number one, great route runner, underrated receiver. Mike Williams, really athletic number two receiver, good complement. Um, Jared Cook, he'll be a he'll be a quarterback's best friend. He's a, he's a really underrated player as well. So I I really like that starting unit. So if they can stay healthy, which uh, has you know, they more than other teams have really been snake bit in the past. So I'm hoping that they can kind of just, you know, have a, have a pretty healthy year. Um, I definitely like the Chargers too. Um, you know, defensively too, they have a they have a good young young secondary. Um, Derwin James coming off an injury, uh, you know, he'll be back this season. That should that should really boost the, you know, boost their secondary. They got Chris Harris as well at cornerback. Um, you know, Joey Bosa, um, really solid player as well. He's a really impact player. Kenneth Murray, linebacker, you know, they got two years ago. He should really be coming into his own now. Um, I think he was coming off injury too. So, you know, they were 23rd in points per game last season allowed, which isn't great, but I would expect them to move up into the into the high teens or, or even maybe get close to the top 10. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. Um <laughs> And one of the other things, too, they played the Chiefs close in both their – actually, they won the last one. But I think I'm, – I'm, I didn't look at this, but I'm almost certain the Chiefs just were resting guys because they were in the playoffs. Uh, but when they were playing competitively in the season, they lost by three to the Chiefs last year. Uh, so it just shows they're able to compete with the teams – the best teams in the division. Uh, yeah, Bose says it's going to be a beast. He's going to generate pressure. You said Derwin James is back. I think that's going to elevate their secondary. And just just to note, a lot of the, a lot of these like second year, third year guys, um, they're they're returning players, so they've been in the system. They know the people playing around them. Uh, so although they might not have necessarily had the best ratings, uh, I anticipate them to be a lot better as a unit as a whole. Uh, and and I don't think this defense needs to be top five for this team to be successful. I think if this defense is just average to like a little above average, watch out. I think the Chargers are going to be very good this year. The offense, I anticipate taking, making a huge step up. Um, and we, well, yeah. I, do you have anything more to say before we get into the odds here? No, not too much. I think just the, you know, new head coach. So he's got a defensive mind and background. So I think that'll help the defense take a step forward. Um, you know, nothing really related to the win totals, but it's really interesting how you look at the quarterbacks uh, drafted, uh, you know, Joe Burrow going one overall, had a good year before he blew his knee out, but definitely doesn't have near the arm strength that Herbert does. And, you know, to a tag of Iloa, who was really, a, you know, a college superstar, all, all the hype was uh, was for him, you know, kind of struggled with the Dolphins last year, did not have a great rookie season when he played. And, and you know, Herbert's looking like the best of the bunch, you know, so crazy how things can uh can flip pretty quickly yeah i think jalen hurts is better than tua and jalen hurts is terrible so <laughs> that's where i am on tua we'll dolphins but uh yeah plus 490 to win the division for the chargers yep i'm on that uh, i think that's amazing value uh i, I think they're <laughs> 
I think they can just win the division outright, obviously. But then over nine and a half wins, yeah, I'll be on that, plus 100. Uh, have them at more 10 to 12 range. Uh, and plus, well, 33 to one to win the Super Bowl. I'm going to get a little piece of that action too. I'm very high on the, the Chargers. I think the ceiling is, is, is extremely high. I expect Herbert to really step up and, and take this team um, far into the playoffs. Wow, look at that. A little, little Super Bowl action for the Chargers. Yep. Yeah, I uh, I like that plus 490 a lot to win the division. I think based on what we mentioned about the Chiefs, I think they'll they'll naturally regress a few wins from last season. I have the Chargers, you know, right in that 10-11 win mark. So I think it's really going to be them duking it out with the Chiefs, and it's probably going to come down to their head-to-head matchups. And they've they've proven in the past that they can play the Chiefs um, close, and I think that if they can do that again, their schedule is, is really a lot more favorable than the Chiefs going through game by game. So I think that, you know, in, in conjunction with their improvement this year, I think is going to, you know, make that plus 490 have real value. Yep. I'm – I'm I'm not there for them on the Super Bowl yet. I mean, hey, thirty-three to yeah. one, long shot. Um, yep. I think they're a year or two away, but you know, at that value, I don't mind it. Yeah, exactly. No, I think I think they're probably realistically a year away, and but for thirty-three to one, I, I'm I'm willing to take a little bit of a risk. So. Yeah, crazier things have happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Last but not least, the Broncos. Uh, so. It was, I think, announced about a week ago that Teddy Bridgewater was going to be the starter for Denver. <sighs> Which I, I'm not too excited about. Uh, he was 36th overall in the PFF rankings for quarterback last year, playing for the Panthers. Um, just, oh, God. oh, he's so boring. Uh, one of the things <laughs> that kind of stood out to me, like he had 55 pass attempts, uh, for passes over 20 yards, uh, and to kind of put that in comparison, Brady had 91. So he's not really throwing the ball downfield. He's going to be more of, uh, I guess, more. Not want to say check down, but a lot of those shorter slanty like curl routes. I, I don't really see him throwing it over the top too much. Uh, he had uh, 15 TDs and 11 interceptions, 3,700 yards on the Panthers. Ugh. Doesn't really look great on paper. Um, but compared to Locke, who Denver had starting most of the year, Locke had 16 TDs, 15 interceptions, 2,700 yards. So I get it. I, I think Bridge more a safe choice. And I'm not – I guess I'm not disappointed that they selected Teddy Bridgewater. I guess I'm just more disappointed that those are the two options Denver has to choose from. Uh, and I kind of, I, I, well, I mentioned this on the call before. I don't really think there's a hidden level to what they're putting out on the field, or I don't think there's a hidden plan. I think they're just in a limbo year with the quarterback and they know there's some big free agents depending on what happens with Sean Watson, Aaron Rodgers coming up, up next year in the free agent market, I think they're holding out to really go grab one of them. Uh, Elway has traditionally just been awful at drafting quarterbacks. So I know they passed on fields. 
I, I just don't want LA to draft another quarterback and go through this two, three year long process of it just not working out. It's just, they're just wasting years with this talented roster. Uh, and I think what they're trying to recreate is that Peyton Manning Super Bowl model where they have this extremely talented team with multiple offenses, offensive pieces, uh, top five defense. And all you need to do is just go out, pluck, pluck a veteran quarterback who just wants to finish their career with a, with a Super Bowl chance. And there you go. Um, for to put it in perspective, if Aaron, if they were to happen to have gotten Aaron Rodgers in the, the off season this year, I think Denver is probably favored to win this division. Uh, and I think that just speaks to the town on the roster. And I'll 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 pause there because I've said a lot. Yeah, no, you you follow the you follow the Broncos pretty closely. So uh, <laughs> yeah, I think that's a really good analysis there. I think you make a good point with really Bridgewater and Locke. Like not not great that those are your two choices for quarterback, but. They're very different styles, um, you know, from watching Bridgewater every game he played in Carolina last year. Um, you know, he's a guy that, you know, I think his, his national, you know, media guy is a guy that's a good check down guy, su- like super accurate, doesn't turn the ball over, um, you know, doesn't throw a lot of deep balls. I don't think I saw that same level of accuracy in decision making last year. He had, you know, more than his fair share of kind of, kind of silly turnovers um, and, and, you know, more missed throws than you'd like for a guy that's, you know, regarded as just a, a short thrower kind of game manager type, um, you know, and he had some weapons in Carolina last year. He had, you know, Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel. So, um, but yeah, and Hey, he's got some weapons in Denver. So, um, you know, I think Vic Fangio being a defensive minded head coach, you, you mentioned 2015 formula, which I have written down here too. Um, where they really just carried a lame duck Peyton Manning all the way to a Super Bowl title. Um, so, yeah, they've they've proven that they can do, you know, similar things like that before. I guess the, the obvious question then is, you know, that 2015 Denver defense was elite. It was a top-notch defense. Um, you know, what do you, what do you think this defense is going to look like? I think it's going to be a top-five defense. Um, but to get to that point, I think – Although Peyton Manning was clearly clearly on the way out in that 2015 season when he won the Super Bowl, his arm was just his arm strength is gone. Uh, I think his his body just wasn't doing what his mind thought it should be doing, and it showed. <laughs> he was throwing ducks out there, like you said. But the years before that, they were setting records on offense. So, although they did have a team and that was super defensive uh, that won in 2015 the years before that they had this high powered offense. And I, I actually think they probably were a little better of a team uh, in 2013, 2014. It just didn't work out. Um, I, I think they're very close to that again. Uh, the, the talents, the, the, the names on offense right now, you have Gordon at the running back who is what it is. Like he's, he's decent, but uh, Sutton, Judy, KJ Hamler, and Noah Fant. Uh, it reminds me of Demarius Thomas, uh, Julius Thomas, and who would be the th- was it Wes Welker? Uh yeah, he was. He was. I'm not was sure that, which was years he was on there, but yeah, he was. He was definitely a slot guy for them. 
that that the that same setup just reminds me of that high powered offense and bring in a guy like Aaron Rodgers. I said it before, this this team elevates. Yeah. Um, offensive line, I think they're pretty they're going to be solid again. Bowles is really solid. Uh, Massey they uh, added from. Ooh, I forget who they added him from, but uh, the rest of the cast is returning. Uh, last year, they were a top 10 defense. I only have them getting better. Uh, Von Miller, keep in mind, was out all of last year. He'll be back. Uh, they added Patrick Sertain Sertain in the draft. And preseason, I think he's actually he's been tearing it up, uh, which doesn't mean much to me, but I guess it's good. I'd rather him do that than, than be terrible. But Kareem Jackson, Justin Simmons, two of the best coverage safeties in the entire league. They got Kyle Fuller from the Bears, Darby from the Redskins, or a football team, excuse me. Um, and can't forget about Bradley Chubb on the other side of Von Miller. Uh, Bradley Chubb and Von Miller on the same team uh, with all those coverage guys. I anticipate this defense improving from their top 10 status last year and really jumping more into that elite top five, top three area. And that's definitely going to translate to wins. Uh and I, th- I think that's also partially why they chose Bridgewater because all he has to do is manage the game and they have a model to win. Um, I, I don't know. What, where do you see the defense going? Yeah, no, I think that's – I think we mentioned earlier where, you know, the the Bucks defense and the Super Bowl and the, and the blueprint to beat the Chiefs, well, I think – when you look at this Broncos defense this year, I think they really have a lot of those pieces. They have, you know, guys to really get after the quarterback. With if if Von Miller can be can be back to his old form and can be healthy again, him and Bradley Chubb is a is a dynamic duo really because they got two guys, so you can't just double them both. Um, you know, one guy's getting a single single protection and is going to wreak havoc. There, they just have a ton of depth. I mean, the safety that safety combo is probably probably the best in the league. I'd say um, Justin Simmons is a beast, and then you got um, you know Kyle Fuller and Ronald Darby, who are both solid veterans. Adding uh, Patrick Sertain in the first round um, with the top ten pick, um, you know he's a really talented cornerback, so he should help them. And yeah, it seems like your point about them just kind of committing to this year and then probably going after a veteran quarterback in the offseason. Um, it's, you know, that Patrick Sertan pick really screams that's their strategy because I think exactly in yep. today's NFL at number nine overall, if you don't have an established quarterback, which, you know, they, they clearly feel like they don't if Locke's not starting for them and they traded a six for Teddy Bridgewater, um, kind of just as an afterthought. Um, you know, you better – you're really just building up your defense and figuring you're going to go cornerback in a different, you know, a different approach. You know, figuring they might get Aaron Rodgers or maybe they'll get him next year. Because otherwise, I think in that situation, you have you really have to go Justin Fields or Mac Jones even if you wanted to go Mac Jones. But someone that's going to, you know, be the future. But, yeah, maybe Elway just kind of got cold feet with how uh, – historically bad his drafting of quarterbacks has been he just figures he'd take the free agent route so but yeah that being said I think that this this is a really talented roster top to bottom um it's just going to be a test in today's NFL of how far they can go with with mediocre quarterback play yeah unfortunately I think it's going to be capped pretty hard 
the quarterback is just so essential in, in today's NFL. Yeah, um, yeah, I will say Teddy Bridgewater last last year with Carolina. Carolina was a five and eleven team, but they had numerous opportunities to to win games with you know last drives and one score games, and they and they really just couldn't get couldn't get anything going. Um, you know, led by Teddy Bridgewater. Granted, their offensive line was not very good, so you know, new system for him, uh, limited off season. So there are some excuses. You know, maybe he will be better closer to his his uh, 2019 New Orleans performance um, than his 2020 Panthers tape. But, um, yeah, we'll find out. We'll find out soon. Yeah, I think Denver will be one of those teams that you're taking the spread a lot at plus plus points. Um, but in terms of season outlook now, I, I think everything's set pretty, pretty in line with where I have it. They're eight and a half wins. I, I see them as an eight-win team. So nothing there for the win totals and plus 700 to win the division. Uh, no, thanks. <laughs> uh, I, I don't really trust them to put a 12 win season together. Um, I, I just don't see being able to get them there. And, and also just, just to kind of go back to the choice between Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke, uh, Twitter was kind of blowing up and everyone was like, well, Drew Locke is a higher ceiling. It's like, no, not, he, what has Drew Locke done? Uh, absolutely nothing. He's he's been terrible for two seasons. So I I don't I don't understand people that are on Drew Locke's team. Uh, that makes zero sense to me. Uh, Ted Bridgewater is clearly the safer choice, and maybe maybe being on such a talented roster and being able to be that game manager, I, there there probably is a scenario where that maybe they do compete to win the division. Wild card. Um, I I. I think they're going to be able to play the Chiefs pretty competitively each each time they play. Uh, if, if they're able to take both those games, you never know. They could sneak into the wild card. Uh, then it comes down to winning four games in a row, right? So you, you just you just never know. I, I I don't see it, but I'm not writing them off. Uh, I'll put it that way, and I'm not going to be putting my money where my my mouth is on that one. <laughs> so I'm not confident with it but i do think there's a scenario where they slide into the playoffs as nine ten win team uh and just win three or four games and if their defense is elevated to a next level you never know yeah that's that's a good point i think i have i have them around eight or nine wins uh yeah nothing nothing for me um yeah, you know, plus seven hundred. If that's you know, if that's ten to one or more, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate taking a flyer and then the win in the division. But at at, at plus seven hundred, I, I don't think I would do that. Um, yeah, I mean the one the one thing I can think too is that you know Bridgewater last year on the Panthers team, while they had a very talented offensive um, group, their defense was was just young and inexperienced, and then they weren't a very good defense. So you know he had to probably carry you know carry the team score more points than he had to in other situations when he was a backup in New Orleans in 2019 playing those five games where you know that he kept the momentum rolling they won five and oh you know all he had to do is kind of just just manage the game like you said which might be what he has to do this year you know he didn't have to throw for 300 yards didn't have to throw three touchdowns just kind of you know, make good decisions, not turn the ball over, get move the chains, and then just kind of let the defense, um, you know, hold on to the lead. So I think that 
you know, I could I could see him doing that pretty successfully this year. They have all those offensive weapons you mentioned, so you know he should be able to get get some favorable matchups with some you know good one on one. You know, just let those good receivers work and just get them the ball. So, yeah, I'm uh you know I think eight eight nine wins is where I see them. I wouldn't I wouldn't be shocked if they slid into the wild card spot, but you know I also wouldn't be shocked if you know the the quarterback position just held them down and they and they couldn't get the couldn't get the eight wins. So yeah, no no bets for me on them. But I'm curious to see how how they look on offense. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, I, it's exciting. Like there's a, this this division as a whole is just uh, there's just talent all over the place, uh, yeah. and a lot of young a lot of young quarterbacks or just just quarterbacks that. Are I don't know how do I say this that have a high ceiling that might not have performed in the past, um, but we'll we'll see. Uh, it's 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 weird. Like I, I could really see any one of these teams winning the division, um, but the only bet I'll, I'll be placing for a division winner is on the Chargers. Yeah, I'm looking forward to some really really competitive battles between these uh, you know these interdivisional games this year. Yeah, yeah, just all in all as a whole, I think it's one of the tougher divisions uh, in the entire NFL as well. Um, so I, I'm excited to see where, where it all plays out. Yep, uh, I think that's about all I have. Any any uh, final notes? No, I got it. That'll be, that'll be a wrap.